Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, guys? This is Kalo from the Get Comfy Podcast. And before we get into the next episode, I want to talk about the sponsor of the Get Comfy Podcast, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. If you don't believe me, let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second of all, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also do the hard work for you and distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, let's get into this episode. Three, two, one. You know what I feel like doing? What's that? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I am your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown. And I'm joined by my co-host. And what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Shistain, as always. And we have a special guest here on the Get Comfy Lowdown. Why don't you say what's up? What's up, guys? My name's Austin. So we are here today because the NFL draft is currently happening. And we kind of wanted to go over the picks of some of our favorite teams and kind of give you a rundown of some of the top players taken in this draft. I mean, it goes without saying, I guess, number one overall, you've heard the news already. Joe Burrow out of LSU, the quarterback, has been taken number one overall by the Cincinnati Bengals. In my eyes, a great pick. You can't really mess it up. And, you know, the upside here is great. Yeah, this was a perfect number one over pick for the number one overall pick for the Bengals. Uh, with Andy Dalton on his way out of the NFL, they got a great young quarterback coming in who will really step up their offensive game, uh, be able to put the ball where it needs to go, hopefully win them some games. Yeah, like in my eyes, you know, you have Andy Dalton on the roster. You could trade him. You could move on. But um, it wouldn't hurt Joe Burrow to kind of learn under Andy Dalton for a year, maybe, if they're willing to do that. Kind of let him develop, because you've seen what happened with Patrick Mahomes out in Kansas City. He sat, he learned behind uh, Alex Smith at the time, and look where he is now. NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion. It's uh, it's worth doing that. Yeah, I see the Cincinnati Bengals keeping Andy Dalton around, being a good mentor for Joe Burrow. Uh, he's not lacking the worth ethic or anything like that, but... Um... You know, it's always good to have a successful quarterback to teach him around. Well, successful based on how you look at it. But Andy Dalton is a very good QB for NFL standards. He's been there for a long time. so He's a great vet to learn behind. And we're going to be moving on to the number two pick of the draft. Edge rusher Chase Young out of Ohio State. A generational talent. Uh, just a guy who can get after the quarterback. Pretty much do whatever you need him to do on the defensive line. And... In it's in a uh, division where you have Dak Prescott, you have Daniel Jones, and you're you're having pretty much all these quarterbacks. And now in Philly, you got Jalen Hurts, who God knows what's going to happen up in Philly. But um, you know, an edge rusher here are already on a line that's pretty intimidating. It just adds to Washington's defense that's already on its way up. Yeah, Chase Young is just perfect for the Washington Redskins like I, I couldn't see them picking anyone else I couldn't picture him going anywhere else I think he's gonna be a beast in Washington I just think he's gonna he's gonna come out as a young star sort of like Nick Bosa did last year for the 49ers I think he's gonna he's gonna show people that he belongs at this number two spot 
number two spot is always a pivotal pick. I mean, there has been picks before that kind of you're, you scratch your head a little bit. But here, you know, one and two, you kind of just have a lock here. But uh, moving on to the number three pick, uh, Detroit Lions pick Jeff Okuda, the cornerback out of Ohio State. Another Ohio State player off the board here. After getting rid of Darius Slay in the offseason, trading him to Philly, uh, you know, you kind of needed to fill that hole. And you're in the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers. You have pretty much a stacked division up there. And you need help on the outside. So Jeff Akuda, another great pick for the uh, Detroit Lions. Again, Matt Patricia, the head coach, was a former New England Patriots coach, defensive coach, obviously. And it's just a good defensive pick for them. Yeah, Jeff Okuda is going to have uh, – it's going to be a pivotal season for him, his rookie season. Um, I think he's a lot to prove coming in at a cornerback at a number three overall, going before all the rest of the QBs and wide receivers that were in this draft. And I think he's going to have to step up and prove that he is coming in as one of the best cornerbacks in the league or at least someone who will be able to stay in for a long time and get the tackles done, get the tackles – done right when the catch is made break up the good passes and prove that he is uh someone who belongs in the defensive backs it's a it's a great pickup for them detroit needs help on the defensive side of the ball but moving on to the number four pick new york giants select uh, offensive tackle andrew thomas out of georgia another big body on that line to help protect daniel jones you draft your young quarterback last year you kind of need to protect him and get him ready to make plays when he needs to be. And this is a guy that I looked on draft boards. He was considered to be the top tackle for a long time. And there was obviously between the top four tackles in this draft, you can kind of interchange them in their own ways. And uh, honestly, I thought Isaiah Simmons would go here. But again, you got to protect your quarterback. That's kind of the theme of the draft. Yeah, I'm really shocked that they didn't pick up Isaiah Simmons. You know, they definitely need a little bit of help on the defensive front uh, in New York with the Giants there. But um, with Saquon Barkley and the brand new quarterback in the backfield, you know, you can't go wrong with protecting those guys. Those are the those are really the guys who are going to stand out for the Giants in the next few years. And so protect protect your franchise players. It's a good it's a good pick. It's a good pick. It's a young core up in the New York Giants locker room. I am a big fan of that pick. And moving on to the number five pick, you know, this is where the draft sort of gotten fun here with quarterback Tua Tungavailoa out of Alabama, taken fifth overall by the Miami Dolphins. You know, this pick for the longest time has been either between Herbert or Tua. And of course, there was that whole tank for Tua thing last year, and they couldn't even tank right. But in the end, they get their quarterback, Tua. Uh, this is the first of three picks in the first round for them. But if you got the quarterback, Tua, you know, let him learn. Give him a year to kind of rest, kind of really fully heal. He, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick. They also have Josh Rosen. So, you know, obviously one of those guys has to go or they're just going to keep everybody in the room and kind of let Tua learn under them. Uh, again, there's the risk of the injuries with Tua, but I believe if you let him sit, half of these injuries that happened to him looked like freak accidents. So you just got to roll with the pick here. Yeah, it's kind of a gamble. Um, you know, the Dolphins previously passed on great quarterbacks. Um, 
Drew Brees. They passed on Drew Brees because he had a little bit of injuries, and look where he is now. And, uh, you know, they kind of learned from experience and said, you know, the injuries may be what they are, but we're going to take this generational talent at the number five pick and just roll with the punches. He had less injuries than Tua did, though, didn't he? Uh, I believe he had one major uh, surgery going into the draft, and he wasn't quite cleared by uh, by people going in, so they passed up on him because of the uncertainty. But Also, too, you had the hip injury, and I think it was a foot injury, if I'm not mistaken. It was his lower body that got injured a lot, and when you think about a quarterback – you need mobility, especially in this league with the rushers and everyone changing the way they play. You need to be mobile a little bit. But uh, moving on to the number six pick, the L.A. Chargers pick quarterback Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Another guy that, uh, you know, between Miami and L.A., this has kind of been the QB like switch. You can either go with Tua or you can go with Herbert here. And Herbert fell into their laps. Uh, they lost Phillip Rivers in the offseason. Uh with this, he's probably going to learn behind Tyrod Taylor because they believe in him for now as a stopgap quarterback. So uh, Justin Herbert, a young guy who can learn, and the potential is there. I think Justin Herbert is going to be an amazing QB in this league with that arm strength that he has. Um, you know, he needs to learn a little bit more about the vision, but I think the charges are a great fit with him. You know, they've they've worked around a very strong-armed QB for a long time with Phillip Rivers. and He's going to fit in right with the system. If Tyrod Taylor doesn't show up to play, Justin Herbert will. And uh, with the new uniforms, they're they're looking pretty good, and they, uh, hopefully they can win a few games to prove it. Love the Chargers uniforms, except that all-yellow one. I don't know why. I'm just not a fan of it right now. But that powder blue, oh, Chargers uniforms are the, on point. The navy blue, the all navy blue, too, are, are yep. amazing. But um, I don't know if you know anything about this, but I thought the NFL had a, a one-helmet rule. Um, and looking at the Chargers uniforms, they they broke that rule a few times, switching up the color of the, uh, the bolt. Yeah, I seen that. And, I, you know, I'm a little baffled by this because, you know, it would not only add a little more fun to each game, but also to let them like, if they're loose about what cleats they wear, like all the different designs, you know, my cause, my cleats, why don't you just, uh, you know, make them switch up the helmets. They did put the numbers on the helmet. I'm, I'm a fan of that. It's kind of like a retro look in my opinion. Uh, also too, you're, you're a new team essentially out in LA you got to make a big boom out there. And pretty much everyone and their mother is getting a new uniform this season. It's a little crazy. Yeah, all the new uniforms are looking pretty amazing. I think the only ones that are looking, uh, they're definitely an upgrade, but the Browns uniforms kind of throwing it back to their roots. Um, those ones are kind of lackluster in my mind. I think they could have done something a little bit better, maybe throw in on the, uh, I'm a huge fan of their throwback uh, symbol, like the little elf guy. Uh, I think he looked. Oh, I think okay. he was sick. So if they would have put him on the helmet or on the jersey or something, I think that would have been nice. But you know, all the jerseys, especially Atlanta, and uh, we don't even know what the brand new uh, Los Angeles Rams jerseys are going to look like with their new um, with their new logo. But yeah, we haven't seen those yet, which is pretty interesting. Uh, I don't like the logo as much, but you know, new team, you gotta. It's a new start for them. Yeah, I think they're I think they're following the the LA kind of trend. They want to have like a more up with the times logo. They're trying to really renovate, like do a modern look. And I have a feeling that their jerseys are gonna look 
along the same lines as their old ones, but with a little bit of the new Atlanta taste. Like, you know how they, the new Atlanta jerseys have that modern look to it? Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to follow along the same pattern and just modernize the, uh, the NFL jersey. Yeah, it's certainly a route they can go on. And uh, we're going to be moving on to the number seven pick. Uh, the Carolina Panthers select defensive tackle Derek Brown out of Auburn. Just the tape says it all. This guy is a big body defensive tackle who can get after the quarterback. He can stop gaps in the O-line and he's going to be a force there. I mean, they, when you think about it, the Panthers have lost so many people this offseason, even on the offensive side with Cam Newton, but they also lose Luke Keekley, a big piece of their defense. And now you're in a division where you not only face Drew Brees twice a year, but you're facing Tom Brady twice a year. And the only way to kind of beat Brady is to get after him. And here the Carolina Panthers realize that uh, first year coach Matt Rule decides, you know what? Let's get after the quarterback with Derek Brown. Yeah, I have a feeling the Carolina Panthers are starting their uh, rebuilding phase here. They're not starting from zero, but with everyone leaving, they're kind of at that. Um, they're kind of stuck in limbo with. They're not quite the uh, Super Bowl caliber team, but they're not. They're not quite like as bad as the lower teams on on the NFL's list. So, I think they're just starting with what they need to compete and adding to the defense with the Luke with the loss of Luke. Luke Kinkley was a major uh, loss, so adding uh, Derek Brown was definitely a good pickup. And speaking of a team who is pretty much killing this offseason, the Arizona Cardinals at number eight overall select linebacker Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Personally, I thought they would go with an offensive tackle here with guys like Wills and Becton still on the board, Werfs especially. You know, you got to protect Kyler Murray. But here, it's also, I can kind of see it because you can't really turn down Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. He's a player that can get all over the field. And, you know, in this league now, you need players that can be sideline to sideline, some of the best players in between those lines, in between the numbers. And Isaiah Simmons definitely fits that bill. Yeah, I think Isaiah Simmons was the best defensive player coming into this draft. That speed that he has... He can line up at any position you put him at on the defense. I mean, looking at his stats at Clemson, um, he lined up at every position multiple times throughout the season. He had over 100 snaps at every position, except for the defensive line. And, you know, someone with that versatility on on a defense is incredible. I have a feeling Arizona Cardinals are going to start building up their defense to be something really to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, in arguably one of the toughest divisions in football you need the defense to stop the big play guys in their division yeah and you're looking at not only the defensive side but on offense they got deandre hopkins in a trade with the texans kyler murray's on the rise you know you have larry fitzgerald already and it just seems like a team that's really coming into their own and it's they're hitting their strides now but we're going to be moving on to a team number nine overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars select cornerback CJ Henderson out of Florida, a guy that can pretty much lock down whatever part of the field he's on. I'm a big fan of this pick. You know, you lose Jalen Ramsey uh, during the season in a trade. And, you know, there's a big void out there in cornerback and you fill this need here with the pick. Yes. Yeah, CJ Henderson is just a awesome talent at the cornerback position. I think um, 
he's not quite up at the Jeff Okuda range, which is why he went a little bit farther down the draft. But I think that he's a perfect fit for Jacksonville. They know how to handle their cornerbacks. They had a very uh, cocky cornerback that just left. And uh, I think he's going to fill that void, like you said. And it's just going to be a perfect fit for him down there in Florida. We are moving to the number 10 overall pick with the Cleveland Browns selecting offensive tackle Dredrick Wills out of Alabama, the tackle that that pretty much protected Tua in his whole career there in Alabama. Uh, just considered to be one of the, if not the top tackle in the draft. Just before my Jets made their pick, that he was taken off the board. Uh, but I couldn't see Cleveland going any other way. Like, if Isaiah Simmons was there, I'd say sure. But Jedrick Wills, you just can't pass him up. You got to protect Baker, who was running for his life pretty much all of last season. And, you know, he's young. You want to make sure that he has time to make plays. I mean, Odell Beckham's on that team. And you got uh, Jarvis Landry. You got Kareem Hunt. Guys that can make plays. And doing this only allows the plays to develop more and allow Baker to kind of see who's out there on the field open and ready to catch a ball. I completely agree. Um, you know, Cleveland Browns, they didn't have the best season last year. Everyone thought they were going to be amazing. And they ended up being pretty lackluster. But... um protect the QB is the most important thing for the Cleveland Browns this year. They have arguably one of the best receiving cores in the NFL, a amazing quarterback who can get the job done and protecting him will be the key to their success. 100%. Not going to lie, you, you brought up, um, you brought up Odell. Do you think that they're going to trade him? I heard rumors that the, he wanted to be traded. He wanted out of Cleveland. Um, I have flirted with the idea of the Jets picking him up, bringing him back to New York. Um, but his character issues mm -hmm. and the way he kind of just abandons a team whenever it doesn't go their way, yeah. I feel like those traits kind of outweigh the talent in my regards. I mean, I think it was watching the draft. I think it was during round two. They replayed that clip of him having the fight with the kicking net and him hitting him in the face again. <laughs> I mean, like I get you're a top talent there. You can't deny that. But whenever you kind of turn yourself off during the season, whenever you're on a losing streak, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah Odell Beckham hand uh, OBJ is an amazing wide receiver, but I think that, um, I think he's a perfect fit for Cleveland. You know, he has people who will support him. He's worked with Jarvis Landry before at LSU and like they're friends. So it's not as much of a rivalry competition between wide receivers. You know, they're kind of open to sharing the targets and with all of his uh, issues, um, it's hard to put him on an NFL team that is strictly about positivity. I've heard rumors of him trying to go to San Francisco and stuff like that. And San Francisco doesn't really seem like a team that would fit with that kind of uh, issues. Neither would the Jets, like you were talking about. The Jets are uh, the Jets are at a rough time right now. They're just rebuilding. And you need someone, like the Jets would need a wide receiver or anyone who is willing to stick in for the ride and just be able to be down for losing some games, but looking back and saying, hey, we've gotten better. Look, we continue to get better. Let's bring in more talent, and next year we can compete. And I think that OBJ is going to stick with Cleveland for a while. That's just it. And speaking of the New York Jets, number 11 overall, my New York Jets select 
Offensive tackle Makai Becton out of Louisville. A larger-than-life lineman. I mean, he is scary athletic. He had a great combine. There was that flag drug test, but Joe Douglas had a meeting with him on Tuesday before the draft, discussed it, and it kind of just seemed like a one-off deal. And the simple thing here is, if you're going to the combine, don't smoke, don't do anything a couple weeks out. And apparently after the Players Association had a uh, meeting this offseason, I don't think players are going to be suspended for uh, using weed, which is what I assume Mekhi Becton was uh, flagged for. But speaking of the pick, it makes an automatic upgrade on our offensive line, who was just playing horrible last season. It's going to protect Sam. It's going to open up holes for Le'Veon Bell in the run game. I just love this pick. I'm glad we got protection. This could have been a pick where we used a wide receiver like Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb. That's obviously one of the rumors heading into the draft, but uh, you got to protect Sam Darnold at this point, and we kind of filled those needs later in the draft. The dude's 6'7", and 369 pounds. That's that's wild. He is is gigantic. His father – was shown like at the same time whenever he got drafted there was like a live cam and that dude's bigger than him so like (laughs) it's just it runs in the family and you know it's just a great typical lineman you want who is also very fast for his size so you know i I'm, i'm with it i'm with this pick a lot um there was some issues about his weight where if he gets over a certain weight, he's kind of slower. He can't really move that well, um, but it's up to him. It's up to him to work it out and kind of stick to a regimen. But I like this pick for the jets and protecting Sam Darnold. Word. So uh, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, some breaking news just came in for my team, San Francisco 49ers. Um, the 49ers just trade away. Matt Burita for a 153rd um, 153rd pick in the draft. Um, I'm just mind blown by this. I don't know if you guys know anything about this running back, but um, he he was good for you guys. He was a rising star. I mean, he basically won the the Green Bay NFC Championship game for us. He was only getting better. Just gave him a chance last year and traded him away. But whatever. Back to the back to the back to the, t- the round one picks that we were talking about. <laughs> Some breaking news here as we are recording the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that out. You know, it's it's official business over here. We got to deliver the news to you guys. But we're moving on to the number 12 pick, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that's just mind-blowing to me. Select wide receiver Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. The first wide receiver off the board. This is before Judy. This is before Lamb. I'm surprised about this pick. But again, you're in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs. They're flyers going down the field with Tariq Hill and Sammy Watkins. They want to replicate that. And Henry Ruggs, for all intents and purposes, is the fastest receiver in the draft. And Las Vegas here, the Raiders are trying to replicate that. Yeah, I think I think the Raiders are just so lucky to have this guy on their team. I mean, you're talking about a super quick wide receiver. I mean, his highlights are insane. Um his stats are even crazier, um, and it's just. I think he was. I think he was my favorite wide receiver going into the draft. I, I was. There was a little bit of me that was hoping that he went to the 49ers, that extra speed, just because that's that's my team. But 
uh, you know, I think he's going to be a good fit for the Raiders, and hopefully he can prove and compete with Tyreek Hill and those type of wide receivers. And now we are going to be moving on to this number 13th overall pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a trade with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, via San Francisco 49ers here. They select the offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, another big body lineman, but you also are protecting Tom Brady, who is their new quarterback they acquired in the offseason. Again, this team is changing overnight. This past week, there was the news that the Patriots traded Rob Gronkowski, who was considered to be all intents and purposes, retired, who is now going to join Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And that offense is looking scary. You got Gronk. You got even guys, tight ends on the roster already. OJ Howard, Cameron Brait. You also for, can't forget Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the outside for your wide receivers. And now you're adding uh, Tristan Wirfs on this line to protect Tom Brady. It's it's looking pretty good out there in Tampa. Well, like, how long are you going to have Gronk for? Like, just hit him on the head. He's done. <laughs> I think... For Brady, I'd say three, four years. For Gronk, maybe two. Yeah. Because Gronk said he didn't want to... He was going to get traded by the, to the Detroit Lions when he was on New England, when there was rumors about that. And then he said to them, well, I don't want to play for the Lions, so just I'm going to retire. And, of course, this is when he went to the WWE. He is the current WWE 24-7 champion, which means you've got to defend that title 24 7, 365. So he can very well be on the field and being John Cena comes out of nowhere and pins him in the middle of the field for a championship. It's very much possible. But getting back to this pick, Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle, it's protection for Tom Brady. That's the theme in this draft for Tampa Bay. Get Tom Brady weapons, get him protection. Let's go win a championship. We're going to be moving on to the number 14th pick, the San Francisco 49ers. Select defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. I love this pick for you guys. Uh, you're already adding to a defense that is pretty scary in my regards. You know, you drafted Nick Bosa last year, and look how well that paid off. You guys made it to the Super Bowl, and now you're just adding to that team and adding to the amount of talent you have on it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm a little biased here, uh, diehard San Francisco fan, but I think we're going to have the best defense in the league coming in back this year. I think we're going to make great upgrades. I think everyone's getting better. Uh, that team is a team of positivity. Everyone's helping each other to get better. And I think Kinlaw is going to just work perfectly with the program. Um, he even said himself this is where he wanted to go. And that's not ha very often that you get drafted by a team that you wanted to play for. So I think he's going to use that, fuel his fire, and he's just going to be living life and sacking QBs all year. It's a storybook finish for him, like going to a team you want to be on. And especially if you're like a fan of the team, it just adds more, more oomph to play for them and just be the best you possibly can be. We're going to be moving on to the number 15 pick, the Denver Broncos select Jerry Judy wide receiver out of Alabama, a guy who is considered to be a very, very elite route runner. Um, you add to a team in the Denver Broncos, who just seem to be on the rise building this team. And you got a young quarterback who has a weapon now. Drew Locke has a good weapon, a number one receiver. And Denver can go places if they play their pieces right here moving forward. Yeah, Denver Denver picks up another one of the big three. Um, 
and Jerry Judy's just an amazing route runner. Um, they lost Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers last year, and they're just replacing that role. Him and Drew Locke are going to get along great, I have a feeling, and I feel like it's going to be chemistry at mile high. And we're going to be moving on to the number 16 pick overall. The Atlanta Falcons select cornerback A.J. Terrell out of Clemson. Again, you're in a division with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. You need help locking down those receivers. And this is what Atlanta does. They're stacking up on this defense, getting ready for what is considered to be a shootout pretty much every game they play with the Saints and now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you just got to help. You got to help the defensive side of the ball. We're going to be moving on to the number 17 overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys, in what I consider to be a steal. Pick up wide receiver C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, a guy who is very explosive, who can get after the ball. Dak Prescott now has a number two receiver, an opposite of Amari Cooper. You got running back Ezekiel Elliott. This offense is looking like it's going to click. I am at least hoping something comes out of this because the Dallas Cowboys need to win now with all this talent on this team. And they've always been a team where they have the talent, but they never make it as far as people say they will, or at least are slated to be. But C.D. Lamb takes the pressure off Amari Cooper a little bit, and this allows C.D. Lamb to not only live in the number two spot, but he's learning under him too. It's a good mentor for him. And this is a good pickup by the Cowboys. Yeah, this was a steal by the Cowboys. Uh, you know, I'm just hoping that it's not wasted talent for, for the wide receiver here. Um, Dak Prescott really got to step up his game. Hopefully they can protect him a little more. And, you know, I'm hoping for the best for the Cowboys. I mean, I don't like seeing them win, but it's been a long time since we've had the uh, 49ers-Cowboys rivalry. And it would be great to bring that back. Hopefully they can actually uh, perform like everyone says they should every year. No, he he pulled twelve hundred yards in thirteen games. Yeah, he's an he's an insane route runner, Chris. Like he's nuts. He was on the Oakland Raiders, and he was traded. Um, this pick is definitely paying off. They just paid him big bucks to be there for the long run. Let's just hope Dak gets paid, and at least now he has a number two receiver. Make something out of this offense and go win a championship. We're going to be moving on to the number 18 pick. The Miami Dolphins are up on the clock again via the Pittsburgh trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. They get old offensive lineman Austin Jackson out of USC. You got to protect Tua Tungavailoa, and you know you can't risk anything coming out of this draft. And saying you didn't get picks to pr- protect Tua now, at least you have your offensive tackle here. Um they have more needs, but with a number, another top pick coming up soon, Miami has certainly a lot of room to operate here. We're going to be moving on to the number 19 overall pick, the Las Vegas. Again, this is a little weird to say. The Raiders, via the Chicago trade with Khalil Mack, pick up cornerback Damon Arnett out of Ohio State. Again, you're in a division with Pat Mahomes. You need corners. You need people who can protect these receivers flying down the field. And Damon Arnett is another good pick for them. You know, fix up that defense after losing Khalil Mack. You're going to be moving on to the number 20 overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars via a trade of the Los Angeles Rams. They pick up the edge rusher, Clavon Chason out of LSU. 
a guy who is a physical specimen. I mean, he can get after the quarterback. He can drop back in coverage. This is a good pickup for the Jaguars who need help on the defensive side of the ball. It's just, it's good for them. It's good. It's good fit for Jacksonville. Yeah, this is a good pick. This is a good pick for Jacksonville. Um, They just keep adding to their D line and everything going on for them. Um, And uh, Jacksonville is looking to be, have a pretty decent team next year. Hopefully they can keep rebuilding in the future, future years. We're going to be moving to the number 21 overall pick. The Philadelphia Eagles select wide receiver Jalen Rigor out of TCU after losing Nelson Aguilar and pretty much not having that many offensive weapons. You know, Philly was kind of in a weird spot. I mean, later on, spoiler, they go quarterback Jalen Hurts. But um, this pick is good to develop the offense more. Carson Wentz needs weapons. And right now they're building the offense for the future. And, you know, for what he does on the field, let's just see what he does up in Philly. We're going to be moving on to the number 22 overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings via the Buffalo Bills spot. Pick up wide receiver Justin Jefferson out of LSU, a guy that I really, really like. You lose Stephon Diggs. Now you got Justin Jefferson. You line him up with Adam Thielen. I think the Minnesota Vikings are okay on offense now with this pick. Yeah, Justin Jefferson is an amazing wide receiver. Um, you know, it, it the fourth uh, best wide receiver in the draft is was definitely up in the air between uh, Rieger, Rieger and Jefferson. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles went with Rieger, and so Minnesota just happened to land on an amazing wide receiver who's probably going to do great things out of Minnesota. We're going to be moving on to the number 23 overall pick, and this is where the New England Patriots were supposed to pick, but they traded out of the first round, and they gave this pick to the L.A. Chargers, who picked up a linebacker, Kenneth Murray, out of Oklahoma. Uh, it's a good pick for the Chargers, mainly for the fact they need help on defense. And I say that, you know, with the idea that you have Derwin James as your safety, you have uh, about to say Nick Bosa, about to say, uh, you know the other Bosa brother Joey here, Bosa. Uh, Joey. I about to say James. I don't know why, but yeah, you have Joey Bosa there on the defensive line. This linebacker Kenneth Murray adds to that defense, who is pretty much lining up to be pretty scary there out in L.A. We're going to be moving on to the number 24th overall pick where the New Orleans Saints select offensive lineman Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. Again, the theme of this draft is protect your quarterback. And whenever you get an offensive tackle like this in the first round, you are protecting Drew Brees, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And with the pass rush developing all around them with all the teams that they are facing this year, Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan is a good pick for the Saints. Yeah, uh, if the Saints don't start him in year one, he's definitely going to come out in year two looking better and better than he was at Michigan. Um, I don't know what their offensive line situation is like, um, but he's definitely a great pickup to protect the QB and protect their uh, talent and backfield, give give Drew Brees even more time to get with his uh, receivers. Um, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Can't guard Mike. Um, Mike, yeah, Thomas. Mike Thomas. Michael Thomas. Yeah, give more time to get to him. They just picked up um, Emmanuel Sanders from the 49ers. And, um, you know, that's amazing wide receiver crew right there. Give Drew Brees time to connect with them, and it's going to be history. 
We're going to be moving on to the number 25 overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers via the Minnesota spot. Pick wide receiver Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. I like this pick for you guys primarily because you lose Emmanuel Sanders. Now you got a wide receiver here on your team that is young, that can develop with Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's a guy that I thought the Jets would be looking at later on in the draft. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk is a... uh... He kind of slept up on me. I, I, He wasn't on my radar before the draft, and I was kind of sur- surprised when he got drafted this early by the 49ers, especially. Um, but I think this was a, a good trade for uh, a good trade up for them, um, picking up a wide receiver, which they desperately needed. And I mean, this guy has insane stats, and following the 49ers trend of yards after catch people with Debo Samuel and Kittle, he also averaged the highest yards after catch in college football last season so i'm happy with the pick and i think that he's gonna do great things for the 49ers you know speaking of surprises here the number 26 spot the green bay packers via the houston spot will pick up and then this is also the miami spot pick up quarterback jordan love out of utah state apparently this is going to be aaron Rodgers' replacement in the next couple years does this force aaron Rodgers out of green bay I'm not convinced. You can't just start Jordan Love up there and expect him to put up the numbers and the same amount of talent that Aaron Rodgers has. Now, could he learn behind Aaron Rodgers for a year and let that develop? I'm convinced. And, you know, this could be a thing where Aaron Rodgers has had many, many fights with the management up in Green Bay. And I don't know if this relationship is going to end the way people want it to. And you've seen that with Brett Favre where, you know, Aaron Rodgers came in a young quarterback and became his replacement. So let's just see what Jordan Love does. I don't like the pick primarily because they want to get help for Rodgers. You could have gone all offensive lineman. You could have gone wide receiver. You could have done something to help Aaron Rodgers win now. But hey, they see Jordan Love as a top talent. And this is what they do here at this spot. Yeah, this was a massive surprise to me, especially with them having Aaron Rodgers, which is proven to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And drafting another quarterback is kind of disrespectful to him, I feel. But, you know, they did it to Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers. He understands the situation, and he understands now that he needs to win a Super Bowl this season. And he needs to bring back a Super Bowl to Green Bay, prove that he's still a talent, and maybe Jordan Love won't be a Green Bay Packer for long, or maybe it'll be the opposite. Maybe Jordan Love will be the f- new face of the Green Bay Packers. And, uh, you know, I think I think it's a good pick. Um, I think it puts puts a little fire underneath Aaron Rodgers, who is sitting kind of comfy in Green Bay. And uh, now you know they want him to perform or they're going to replace him. It is definitely Super Bowl or bust for Green Bay. You got your new head coach, Matt LaFleur from Tennessee who is on the hot seat because he has the talent. I would have liked a receiver to pair with Devontae Adams up there, but who knows? Maybe Jordan Love, like you said, stays there for the next couple years and becomes the talent that they want him to be. We're going to be moving on to the number 27th overall pick, the Seattle Seahawks select linebacker Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech. You're helping the defense. Seattle is known for their defense. You know, the Legion of Boom during those Super Bowl runs certainly helped and this adds another big body on the defense, and I like this pick for them. Yeah, with the um, with the Legion of Boom on the way um, out, kind of, with uh, Sherman leaving and all their talents leaving from there, um, 
you know, they're they're trying to make a statement, hey, we're going to draft people who will come into Seattle. Legion Boom is not gone. Keep the fans loud. Make the defense hard hitting and prove that Seattle Seahawks can still compete in the NFC. I certainly see that there. We're going to be moving on to the 28th overall pick. The Baltimore Ravens select linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU. Baltimore made this pick, and I was like, you know what? This is a Baltimore pick. A guy that can get in there. You lose C.J. Mosley to the Jets. You lose uh, Anawan Soar. I think that's his name, who was the, one of their linebackers up there in Baltimore. And now you got to replace them, and Patrick Queen is going to be in there. Plug and play, day one starter, certainly helps their defense with an offense that's already booming. Yeah, Baltimore Ravens really needed uh, another linebacker coming in, and uh, they have a lot to prove this season, and I feel like Patrick Queen will be a day one starter who can help make that happen. Um, You know, they were arguably one of the best teams or arguably the best team in the NFL last year, and um, they choked in the playoffs, but... uh, if they get back to the playoffs, they have to prove that they won't choke again to people like the Tennessee Titans. And uh, there you go. Speaking of the Tennessee Titans, they hold the number 29th pick in the NFL draft and they select offensive lineman Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. You got to protect Ryan Tannehill now. And I think that in their playoff run this past year, they realize the offensive line is such a pivotal role in this league. And now you can pretty much say that you've done your job to protect Ryan Tannehill. Are they done yet? I'm not too sure. Will this change the team as it stands right now? That's up to the coaches and every, every player on the team really needs to pitch in here. Yeah. I think um, this pick was definitely about protecting Ryan Tannehill, but also opening up even bigger holes for Derrick Henry. You know, that is really the player that they lean on on offense and um, Ryan Tannehill is 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 the QB, but you can tell who's the main offensive threat there. It is Derrick Henry. He 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 really carries that offense on his back sometimes. And opening up even a bigger holes for him with Isaiah Wilson will will prove very important to how how successful he is with the running game. One hundred percent. And we're going to be moving on to the number thirty overall pick. The Miami Dolphins are on the clock again, and they select. And if I butcher this name, I am very sorry. Cornerback Noah Igbenogni out of Auburn. Again, this is a time in which you need to help your defense. The, the Miami Dolphins lost Minka Fitzpatrick, a big, big player on their defense. And picking up a corner here, I can definitely see why they did it. I mean, they could have gone another route as far as on their offense. But right now, corner is a good pick for them right here at this spot, number 30. Uh, I, I like this pick for them. Yeah, I'm starting to see a trend with Miami Dolphins, and that trend is that next year they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. They might have been a big joke this year, and they might have been having their fun, but next year they're coming out and they're trying to make it deep in the playoffs. They made, they made some with, huge moves in this offseason, and I don't think those moves are done yet. With three first-round picks this year that they already selected, with two second-round picks that they picked out, and they're just compiling picks there with all the players that they let go, and it's it could pay off for them. We're going to be moving on to the number 31 pick, the Minnesota Vikings via the San Francisco 49ers. Select cornerback Jeff uh, Gladney at a TCU. You're in a league with Aaron Rodgers. That's all I got to say. I know I keep saying you're in a league with blah, 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 but in the NFC North, you are 
pretty much surrounded by talent on the outside for the wide receiver position. And you need to make sure your defense is up to par because we've seen people like, again, the Vikings had a home run play with Stefan Diggs against New Orleans. The, you know, you got to make sure you can lock down wide receivers. And moving on to the 32nd pick, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs select running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of LSU. I'm a big fan of this pick for them, primarily for the fact they need a star running back. And this pretty much pairs up with the running backs they have on their roster, but it also adds a weapon for Sir Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this pick was a um, was a little bit strange to me. Um, you know, the big names you heard in running backs coming into this were DeAndre Swift and, you know, Jonathan Taylor and those type of names. And they came in with the LSU running back. And um, that means that they see something in him that they don't see in the other ones. And hopefully he proves them that they can he can get them back to the Super Bowl or at least assist. 100%. And that rounds up the first round of the NFL draft. We're going to be moving on to the second round and kind of jump around and give our opinion on some pretty controversial and some really good picks. And right off the bat, pick number 33, the Cincinnati Bengals go out and get a weapon for Joe Burrow and wide receiver T Higgins out of Clemson. This is a guy I wish the Jets got. Uh, there was a trend here in the first two picks where my top two second round receivers went one and two and T. Higgins is a guy that I feel can pretty much do everything you need him to do. And with Joe Burrow being a fresh new quarterback up there in Cincy, might as well get a weapon for him. Yeah, with with A.J. Green and T. Higgins on opposing sides of the, of the field for him, you know, he's going to have a lot of weapons to hit. And um, if they can make if they can make the chemistry work between all of them, get the offensive line protecting Joe Burrow get the defense able to stop to more more powerful teams in the NFL. Cincinnati is looking to go from the worst team in the NFL based on based on pick, they were the first pick. Um, to to something that can potentially move up into playoff caliber. I definitely see that and we're going to be moving on to the 34th pick. The Indianapolis Colts select wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. at a UFC and this is a guy that I really liked coming into the draft. And between him, Higgins, Claypool, and of course we got Mims, spoiler. You know, I liked this pick. I thought he would go later. I didn't expect especially him and Higgins to go so high. But here the Indianapolis Colts are getting a weapon for Phillip Rivers. That just feels weird to say. But Michael Pittman out of USC, I like this pick. Yeah, this is a good pick for uh, Philip Rivers uh, in specific. Um, you know, an older QB hopefully can build some chemistry with this brand new wide receiver. Um, Pittman is kind of a down to earth guy. Uh, you know, he's a very active. He's kind of like a Juju Smith Schuster, uh, where he's very active in um, online pers- persona and stuff like that. And uh, Hopefully he can back up his online persona and joking around with his play on the field, which he did in USC, and uh, be good for Indianapolis. You always got to back it up. And, you know, we're going to be moving on to the 35th overall pick. The Detroit Lions select running back DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. You're helping Matthew Stafford by not only getting you a running back that can kind of take the pressure off the wide receivers, but he's a guy that 
again, he's he could be a first round talent, and he's here in the second round. This is a good bargain pick for the Lions. He's one of the top running backs, in my opinion, in this draft, and I'm glad for them. I'm glad they got a running back that they can depend on, hopefully for the next couple years. Yeah, Detroit getting him at 35 really is a steal. He was definitely a first-round talent running back, and, um, you know, you can't complain if you're a Detroit fan. DeAndre Swift is going to be good for Detroit. We're going to be moving on to the number 36 pick, the New York Giants select safety, Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. You know, you got so many ways you can go here, especially moving forward with edge rushers, O-linemen, defensive linemen. But you go safety, Xavier McKinney, who you really, at this point, best player available, in my opinion, for the Giants, at least, in their in their method of drafting. And I'm a big fan for this. Um, Xavier McKinney, if we didn't have guys like Jamal Adams or any of those safeties in our team, I would have said, hey, why don't you try to move up to get him? It's a good pick here. Yeah, this was a this was a great pick. Um, you know, he, he's he's a great safety, good footwork, very aggressive to the point of contact, can go up and get the ball, make big plays, and um, – He'll be a good fit for a giant secondary that is quite frankly lacking in recent years. Yes, 100%. And now I kind of want to move on to a pick I'm a little surprised about, but it fits the team so well. That is the number 37th overall pick, the New England Patriots. This is where they traded back with the Chargers. Select safety Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Ryan. This is a guy that I didn't hear much heading into the draft, but... Bill Belichick always finds a way to take players like this and turn them into stars. So I'm already expecting the most from him. And of course, great coaching up in new England. It's adds to their defense and, you know, could they have gone offense here, especially losing Brady? Sure. But you know, hopefully they see something in him that not many other teams seen. Yeah. This is a a pivotal moment for new England. They're coming off of, one of the best dynasties in football history with the Brady Belichick era. And now it's just Belichick and he's, he has to look for the next thing. Um, I am I'm surprised they didn't try and draft a QB anywhere here. Um, I don't know their QB situation after Brady left, but um, you know, I think it'll be an interesting, this will be an interesting year for new England after coming off of always being one of the best teams in the NFL to losing most of your, your biggest star player. I had a feeling that if the Packers didn't move up to get Jalen Hurts and if, or Jordan Love, if they didn't decide to do that, and if Green Bay went another option, say running back or even wide receiver, I feel like New England would have taken the quarterback. But now that he wasn't on the board, I guess they really liked Jordan Love. Or again, this is all rumors. That's where I could have felt like he could have gone, especially in the second round. But we're going to be moving on to another pick here. The 41 spot, the Indianapolis Colts select running back Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, a top name heading into this draft. You get another weapon for Philip Rivers down there in Indy. You need to have a good run game in this league. And I feel like this fits the bill for them. Yeah, this is a um, this was my favorite running back going into the draft. Um, I'm surprised he went this late. Um, he was, he's, he's an incredible downhill runner. 
um, great vision before hitting the line. And Indianapolis was in desperate need of a running back. And they, they have this now with, with Jonathan Taylor. Yes, and we're going to be moving on to the 43rd overall pick. The Chicago Bears took tight end Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. You need weapons for the young quarterback up there. And Mitch Trubisky, I feel like he is on the final leg of his stint there in Chicago. And, you know, you need weapons for him. You need playmakers. Cole Komet, I am pretty sure, grew up a Bears fan. And, you know, it's a storybook ending for him because he goes to the team he loves. And I like Cole Komet. I think he was a pretty good prospect coming out of Notre Dame. Uh, We didn't need a tight end, but... You know, obviously looking at it, Cole Komet would have been a good option, but he's up in Chicago now where they needed one. Yeah, Chicago has a strange tight end situation going on there. Um, Cole Komet will join their roster as the 10th tight end that they have signed. And um, crazy. And that is that is too many for for an NFL team. Uh, Barely run two um, at a time, maybe three if you need a backup. So there's going to be some big tight end cuts there um yeah he's a good fit he's a good fit for chicago they didn't quite need they quite they needed a tight end that they could that that could be their number one and hopefully he can step up and be that so they're not stuck in the uh in the hole with no tight end so we're going to be moving on to the 45th pick the tampa bay buccaneers select safety antoine winfield jr out of minnesota you're getting safety help you're getting defensive help there in Tampa Bay after spending those picks for the offensive side of the ball. I feel like helping out your defense here with defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles there. It's a good pick for them. It's a good idea to help that defense thrive. Again, you're facing guys like Drew Brees twice a year. You're facing the Panthers twice a year. You know, there are teams there that can really hurt you on offense and to pick up a safety here uh, Winfield Jr. is a good pick here. It could be considered a steal. Who knows? But I like this pick for Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think they um, I think they ended up with Winfield Jr. Um, because Grant Delpit from LSU went in the round right before to Cleveland. Um, um, Grant Delpit was a better safety in my opinion, but um, Winfield Jr. is definitely a, a, a great talent coming out of Minnesota for Tampa Bay. And there was a trade at 48 where the Jets were supposed to pick. They traded with Seattle to get the edge rusher Darrell Taylor out of Tennessee. Again, Legion of Boom. They're trying to make that defense hard hitting. And they're certainly backing this up now with an edge rusher here. I like this pick for Seattle primarily because they need to get after the quarterback here. And that's the only way to do it now, to pressure the quarterback to blitz to send certain packages in and he can kind of be used in special ways with his speed yeah seattle definitely needed taylor um to come in and kind of take the double team pressure off of Janine, uh Clowney, um who was uh came into seattle right away being great uh pass rusher there so kind of taking the pressure off of him can't double team them both one of them is going to get to the quarterback And we're going to be moving on to the 49th pick overall. The Pittsburgh Steelers select wide receiver Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Another guy that I had pretty high on my draft boards here in the second round, primarily because I like his playmaking ability. You're adding a weapon for Big Ben outside of Juju Smith-Schuster. 
you got uh who is the running back uh something cook right or no oh, brandon cook. oh no Oh. Connor, yeah, something yeah. Chris, oh no, Chris Connor, Seattle, James Connor. It's the running, yeah, James Connor, and yeah, these rosters are insane to keep track of. But the Pittsburgh Steelers pick up Chase Claypool. I like this pick just for the fact you're taking pressure off Juju. You get more playmakers out there for Big Ben, who's pretty much in, I'd say, his last year, maybe two years in his career out there in Pittsburgh. So you got to look towards the future here. Yeah, Pittsburgh is definitely uh, running out of time with their quarterbacks. And, um, you know, adding a wide receiver this year is good because next year they're going to be focusing on either drafting or trading for a QB to replace Big Ben. We're going to be moving on to the 51st overall pick. The Dallas Cowboys select cornerback Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama. And the name sounds familiar because his brother, Stefan Diggs, is the wide receiver up in Buffalo who was just traded from Minnesota. This guy can fly down the field. And again, it's you expect it because of his brother. But this is a good pick for Dallas on the defensive side. You you lose Byron Jones in the offseason, and you need a cornerback to kind of fill a void there. And you know what? Trevon Diggs fits that very, very well. We're going to be moving on to the 52nd overall pick, the L.A. Rams select running back Cam Akers out of Florida State. You lose Todd Gurley in the offseason. You need to help Jared Goff. This is your running back of the future. You just needed to fill in a void there. I agree. It's just uh, it's just a void-filling draft pick. Uh, they believe in Cam Akers to come in and be able to run the ball effectively. Um, he doesn't have a history of fumbling. He has pretty secure hands. And uh, he's good out of the backfield with the with the like catching running back, and so uh, it's a good it's a good uh, void filler for them. We're going to be moving on to the next pick here, and of course the most controversial pick in my opinion of the draft besides Green Bay, uh, the fifty third pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select quarterback Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. I am still scratching my head for this pick primarily because you still have Carson Wentz. And I get that he's very injury prone and you're kind of worried about his longevity up in Philly. But don't you think that in this pick, they could have gone offensive lineman. They could have gone receiver, somebody here besides a quarterback who I'm not too sure is, I mean, he could work under that coaching staff there, but to develop him, it's going to take a long time. I think that Philadelphia Philadelphia fans should be happy about this pick. As much as it is confusing because they already signed on for Carson Wentz to be their quarterback of the future, with his injury proneness and how often he has uh, season-ending injuries, um, Jalen Hurts will be able to come in as a backup, um, not really learn from, a, from the also-young QB, but uh, put competition into that QB room. You know, Jalen Hurts is going to be going for that number one spot. Carson Wentz wants to defend it, and it's really going to be a battle of who comes out the best, and I feel like it's going to be a week-by-week who's going to be a starter there in Philadelphia. It certainly adds incentive to thrive up there in Philly and do the best you can up there in the quarterback room. We're going to be jumping a few picks to the number 59 overall pick to the New York Jets who traded with Seattle to get wide receiver Denzel Mims out of Baylor. I am glad that we moved back, acquired more picks, and we got the wide receiver we were looking at 
in Denzel Mims. I've seen the tape. He is a playmaker. He can go up and get those 50-50 balls. And this is a very good idea to move back and take him. I'm surprised he even lasted this long as far as he slid down draft boards. And you acquire another third-round pick from Seattle it only adds more depth to this team. Yeah, the Jets really need depths, and this is an end zone threat wide receiver that they picked up this late. Number 59 is a far down draft pick for this wide receiver. Um, uh, he did great things at Baylor, and I have a feeling that he's going to be one of those sleeper picks where uh, people aren't really looking at him coming into the draft, but once he's in the NFL, he's going he's gonna to connect with Sam Darnold for uh, some amazing end zone catches. I'm certainly looking forward to him stepping onto the field as a Jet. We're going to be moving on to the 63rd overall pick where the Kansas City Chiefs pick up linebacker Willie Gay Jr. out of Mississippi State, a first-round talent who slid down draft boards because of previous incidents on the field, off the field, injuries. He's kind of a player that, at this spot, could be the steal of the draft. Yeah, this is a this is a crazy steal. Because of his often on the field uh, altercations, um, he he's going to step into Casey and and be a force to be reckoned with if he can get that starting spot and stay in order. Yes, and that about rounds up the second round of the 2020 NFL draft. Some picks that baffled us, some picks that really made sense, and these teams now across the league are starting to look pretty scary across the board. And everyone's stacking up. Everyone's looking to get playmakers on both sides of the ball. And I'm pretty happy about this. What I'm also happy about is addressing the fact that we are at an hour podcast. Chris, you've gotten what you I, want. You got <laughs> not gonna lie. All right. Now my my parents, they know that I do the podcast. That they never come into my room. My mom has come into my room like three fucking times, right? And the last time that she did, I muted my mic because she needed to ask me a question, right? I put in like three, three bits of, you know, I, I asked three questions, forgetting that my fucking mic was muted. This guy, and I, this I don't guy. put in much because I don't know much about this new draft. You know, I know a little bit about the old, the old roster, but like the, the three little bits that I had. <laughs> the three little bits just fucking gone and i they were stolen from you fuck we'll write them down next time and kind of make a follow-up podcast to this because we are at an hour you know yeah, I, I am this is something we haven't done in a while <laughs> we haven't done this in a very long time since we started the podcast but austin i want to thank you for coming on we hope to have you back here on the get comfy podcast yeah thank you for having me on man we upload every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms for the Get Comfy Lowdown. If you like what we do here, go check out the Get Comfy Game Break, available every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And go check out the Get Comfy Podcast, available every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms. But you know what? We'll see you guys next time. Peace! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.